So I rest my 
turn with me to the book of Lamentations, chapter 3. Lamentations, chapter 3. Hadn't it been good to be in the Lord's house? What a wonderful spirit that's here in this place today. It's good to be saved, isn't it? Well, they should have heard you in crossing. Good to be saved, isn't it? Isn't it good to know the Lord? God's people ought to be the happiest people on the face of the earth. We ought to rejoice in the fact that we know where we're going when we die. Amen? Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to heaven. Amen. Man, isn't the Lord good? God is so good. He's so faithful to us. Rejoice. Rejoice in Him. We have a, uh, a man that we prayed for a long time, and I stood at his deathbed, and I told him goodbye. And uh, the Lord had other plans, and this sure is good to have Mr. Carpenter here with us this morning. And uh, he run hospice off. He told him to get out of here. And uh, somebody the other night called him Lazarus, so he just come out from the grave. And uh, it's good to have him here with us this morning. It's good to see answered prayer, isn't it? God's good. God's faithful. He's still on His throne this morning. Lamentations chapter three and verse twenty-one. Familiar passage of scripture. Jeremiah said this, I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Aren't you glad to have hope this morning? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Every morning. Now here's the greatest promise in the entirety of the Word of God. Great. It's thy faithfulness. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject, defining the faithfulness of God. If you go through chapter 3, Jeremiah is talking about all of his issues. He's talking about all of his trials and everything, all the misery, all the brokenness that he experienced. And I tell you what, folks, there's a lot of misery in this world. There's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of trials. There's a lot of tribulations. There's a lot of hard feelings that we go through on this side of heaven. But I love what he said in verse 21. This I recall to my mind. He simply said, I need to be reminded. In spite of the misery, in spite of the brokenness, I need to be reminded that I have a hope. Child of God, may I remind you we have a hope this morning. And our hope is in Jesus Christ. He said it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. And I love this. They are new every morning. Every morning. Hasn't God been good? His mercy, His long-suffering, His patience, His love for us. But it can all be summed up into one phrase. Great is thy faithfulness. Isn't the Lord faithful? Jeremiah proclaimed that in spite of everything that he went through, that the faithfulness of God was great in his life that God had stood by him, that God remained beside him, and that God had never let him down. Now may I tell you something, folks, you're going to have a lot of people let you down. You're going to have a lot of broken promises that you're going to have to endure in your life. But may I say, if there's anybody that is faithful, it's the God of heaven this morning that is faithful. God is faithful in every aspect of His character this morning. God cannot be anything but faithful. 
It is within His nature to be faithful. When your friend is not there, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. When nobody is there to help you through, Jesus will be there to walk you through whatever you're going through. When you are broken and you are down, God will be there to pick you up. May I tell you that God is faithful. God is faithful to His Word this morning. God is faithful to every promise that He ever made us. You've been lied to a lot, but you've never been lied to by an Almighty God. Every promise in this book will come true one day. He's already fulfilled some of it, and if He's fulfilled some of it, He'll fulfill the rest of it. I want you to know the promises of God are true. I want us to notice this morning about the faithfulness of God. Faithfulness is defined as one who is worthy of confidence and one on whom we may rely. Jeremiah said, I could rely upon God. Jeremiah said, I can have confidence in God. The nature and scope of God's faithfulness is revealed through His faithfulness that He has maintained with mankind. The only way to define the faithfulness of God is look at our relationship and His response to us. I want us to look in Romans chapter 3 this morning. Romans chapter 3. And to define the faithfulness of God, I want you to notice first off that God is faithful to unbelievers. And if, as you look at God's relationship with mankind, His faithfulness is revealed in that relationship. Boy, God is loving, isn't He? God is patient. God is long-suffering. In Romans chapter 3, I want to begin in verse 1. It said, What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is their circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Notice his response. God forbid. May it never be, is what he's saying. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. And so the Apostle Paul is talking about the nation of Israel. And he begins in the first two verses talking about uh, them coming to the Lord and the things that God had committed unto them. God had promised the nation of Israel all sorts of things. He promised them the promised land. He promised them to make them a, a great and mighty nation. God had promised them a Messiah. God had promised them uh, a Canaan land and a heaven. He has promised all of these things. And so the question is in verse 3, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? There were some in the nation of Israel that did not believe in the promises of God. God had made all of these promises, but they did not believe it. I am so glad that our belief or disbelief does not change the character of an almighty God. I am glad that our stance with God, I'm glad our opinion of God does not change who God really is. And you say, preacher, I don't believe in God. You can disbelieve all you want to, but God is real. And your unbelief of God will not change the fact that He exists. And you say, preacher, well, I don't believe in heaven. You don't have to believe in heaven, but it will not change the fact that there is a heaven waiting on those who believe in Him. 
You say, preacher, I don't believe that God can go wherever He wants to and He can answer my prayer. Well, friend, you don't have to believe it, but it's not going to change who He is just because you don't believe in Him. And the atheists can scream and holler all they want to. They cannot change the character of God nor the faithfulness or the commitment of God to lost humanity. It is amazing to me the people who scream, I hate God, I hate God. And that same God is lovingly pursuing them, lovingly showering them with blessings and trying to get them to turn to Him. It is amazing to me how lost humanity doesn't want anything to do with God, but God wants something to do with them. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how somebody can spit God in the spit Him in the face and just say all these things about Him and He still just loves them. And He still pursues them just day after day. He's seeking that communion and fellowship with mankind. There was a time that I didn't believe, but I'm glad that my disbelief didn't change who God was. And that God kept pursuing me. And that God kept coming after me. I'm telling you, there's a lot who do it that bleh does not believe in America. But I'm glad that their unbelief does not change the promises of God upon our country. I'm glad that even though people do not seek God, God is still seeking people. Boy, isn't that a wonderful blessing? I'll never forget a lady that I led to the Lord in Texas. And she was an atheist, her and her husband. And her autistic son had got out of the house and ran off. And I had a conversation with these people and they said, God does not exist, God does not exist, God does not exist. And they were looking for their son and the fire department was out and the sheriff's department was out and they were pursuing her son. And she said, I was with all these people. And she said, I was in the middle of the street. And she said, I was just so broken. I was scared to death. I wanted to find my son. And she said... I fell on my knees and I cried out to a deity that I didn't even believe in. And she said, God, if you're there and you're real, give me my son. God, if you're there and you're real, give me my son. And within five minutes, they found her son. And within two weeks, she gave her heart to Jesus Christ and got saved. I'm glad that God is faithful even when we don't believe in Him. And to those who say He does not exist, and to those that don't want anything to do with Him, I'm glad He wants something to do with us. I'm glad He wants to fellowship with us. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Not only is God faithful to unbelievers, but God is faithful to believers who are unfaithful. Y'all hear that? <laughs> That's a lot of us this morning. A lot of believers who are unfaithful to God. We've made promises to God. We've told God we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. I'm glad His faithfulness to me is not dependent upon my faithfulness to Him. Notice what He said in chapter 2 and verse 13. If we believe not... Yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Now you put this in context, and the Apostle Paul is talking to young Timothy, and he's talking about believers. 
And he said, if we believe not, may I tell you, child of God, there's times that we don't believe like we ought to believe. There are times that we're not trusting God the way we're supposed to be trusting God. There are times that our faith is weak and we're not waking up and trusting God with our issues and our burdens and our decision making. Child of God, from the very moment that you got saved, you were supposed to remain faithful to the Lord. Every day, wake up seeking Him, putting your faith in Him, trusting the ways that He has made for you. But you know what? We've all messed up, haven't we? We're all sinners, right? Praise God, we've got the new nature, but woe is me, we still got the old nature. And we got that way that wants to go by sight and not by faith. We want to do it our way. We want to do it the way we see it. And we say, God, we don't want to do it that way. And so we take our faith and trust and we put it over here away from God. Now, a lot of religions will tell you that when you do that, that God has cast you off. And that you are no longer in the hands of God. And you are no longer saved. I'm glad that when I'm unfaithful, child of God, He's still faithful to me. Notice what He said in the Scripture. If we believe not, yet He abideth faithful. Times when my faith is weak, and I'm not always standing by Him, He's still standing by me. When I'm not always going the ways that He has for me, He's going towards me. And I'm so glad today that all the times that I've been sorry, all the times that I've been unloyal, all the times that I've been unfaithful, He's never let me down. He never give up on me. He never, not one time did He said, I'm done with you, Josh. I've had enough of you, Josh. But He's just kept on. And He's kept me in His hand. Man, I've been unloyal, Brother Carl. I've been unfaithful. I've been sorry. And I'm still in His hand. Whew! There's times I don't believe. But He's abiding faithful with me. And He's never let me down. And no matter how many times that I've been that prodigal and I've got in the whole pen of sin, my Heavenly Father's always been there. He's always been calling me home. He's always pursuing me. And when I've been unloyal to Him, He's been loyal to me. When I've been sorry to Him, He's been great to me. Man, y'all get excited about something this morning. My gosh! If I don't get you stirred up, something's wrong. Because when you're sorry, He's good. You say, preacher, you're calling me sorry. Well, get off yourself, write your soapbox. Understand there's not but one good in the world, and it's God. And outside of Him, there's no goodness, and there's no greatness, because great is thy faithfulness. He is faithful when we're not to Him. Whoo, in the Lord good. Isn't He faithful to us every single day when we let Him down? Notice what He said in verse 13. He cannot deny Himself. You know what that means? It is outside of the character of God to be done with us. He cannot let me go. It is outside of His character. He cannot go against His promise. What's His promise, preacher? He put us in the hands of God. Nothing can pluck us out of that hand. What's the promise, preacher? Nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. That's the promise. He cannot go against His promise. If He did, He would be denying Himself. You say, well, what can God not do? He cannot break His Word. 
He cannot go against His character. And to let us go and be unfaithful to us in our unfaithfulness would be against His character. Whew! Don't just shout right there. Amen. Amen. When we're sorry, and we're, and we're dogs, and we're unfaithful, God is still there. God's not giving up on us because it's within His character. He can't do anything else. You say, preacher, but I've been bad and I lost my salvation. Let me tell you something. If that blood was good enough to save you and powerful enough to clean you up, it's good enough to keep you clean. It's good enough to keep you saved. I don't believe that you can run out there and run God off. You can't run Him off. He's there He's there for everlasting life, folks. You can't run Him off. God is there by our side. He's there in the darkness. He's there in the light. He's there in the valley. He's there at the mountaintop. Whoo! God is there. God's there. God's there at the hospital. God's there in the tragedy. God's there in the car wreck. God's there in the, in the labor and delivery room. God's there in the doctor's office. God's there in the nursing home. God's there when you can't pay your bills. God's there when you don't know what to do. God's there when the kids are acting like demons. God's there when everything is falling to pieces. God is there. When my wife may not always be there, God will always be there. When I may not always be there for her, He's always going to be there. Do you know what, folks? We better put our trust and faith in the One who's going to be there. Every single day of our life, He's going to be there. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. This isn't a hard message. This isn't a difficult message. But boy, isn't this hard and difficult to apply sometimes? How quick we, we, we just forget of how faithful God is. And we're running around, we're saying, Preacher, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know what to do. Folks, God's faithful. God wants us to come to Him. He wants us to rely on Him. God wants us to trust in Him. God will get us through. Notice what it said in Psalm 103 and verse 15. As for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone. And the place thereof shall know it no more. Listen now. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him, in His righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep His covenant, and to those that remember His commandments to do them. God is faithful to believers who are faithful. He's faithful regardless if you're faithful or not. But when you remain faithful to the Lord, there will be a special blessing upon your life. And you will be able to live inside of blessings like you've never seen before. And you say, well, what blessings? Notice what he said, the mercy. The mercy of God. When you are remaining faithful to the Lord and you're doing those things that God has called you to do, you will be able to enjoy His mercy. You will be able to experience His mercy, His grace, His power. Folks, you're living outside of the will of God. You're not going to experience the power of God. When you are faithful to God, you experience Him in all of His attributes, in all of His characteristics. 
When you are doing what God has called you to do and you're abiding by the Word of God, notice this, that you are, will be able to enjoy every characteristic that He has. Every attribute that He carries, you'll be able to receive who He is. When we begin to do what He's called us to do. Now it's not by faithfulness and the actual work every single day walking to God, but it's my faith in Him that's going towards God. It's not that I'm working to be faithful, but it's that I'm trusting to be faithful. And I think, child of God, we get confused sometimes. Well, if we do more, if we do more, if we do more. Folks, we don't need to do more. We need to trust more. We need to believe more. And that's what God is asking from us. All that work and all that will come later. He's not asking you just to walk. He's asking you to trust and believe. And He said, when you do, you will experience my mercy and my grace and my joy and my peace. God's big, isn't He? And He's sitting up on top of us as the Creator of the universe. He's got love. He's got forgiveness. He's got redemption. And he's just up there. What is he waiting on? He's waiting for us to trust him. And put our faith in him. And when we do that, he'll receive us. And we'll be able to enjoy the characteristics and the attributes of an almighty God. And you know what? From everlasting to everlasting. They're unending. You say, preacher, I've served the Lord for 20 years. Well, folks, faithfulness isn't about today and tomorrow. It's about everlasting to everlasting. You say, preacher, when am I supposed to stop having faith? You're not. You're supposed to trust Him every single day. Preacher, I've been saved 50 years. That's even more reason to trust Him. Preacher, I've been doing this a long time. Folks, don't ever stop trusting in the Lord. You put your faith in Him. And we're going to receive His mercy and His grace. You know what? Everlasting to everlasting. I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. People want to argue mid-trib, post-trib, pre-trib, all that mess. I believe in pre-trib and pray that I'm right, please. Please. Please pray that. But you know what? Who cares? Because if we trust Him, He's going to take care of us. And the psalmist David said, I've been old and I've been young, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor begging bread. Trust Him every day for your food, for your clothes, for your money, for your talent, for your strength, for your health. Everything that you are and that you've got, you trust Him. Man, you look at the trust we've had in the Lord over this building. Hadn't God been good? He's so faithful. Man, sometimes I get scared and I get weak. Man, I, I get terrified sometimes. Do y'all? Am I the only one? Man, I get terrified of what we go through. But man, if we could just trust Him. Every time He just works it out. I can't explain it. I don't even understand it. But bless God, I believe it. Great is thy faithfulness. Every tear I've ever shed, he's been right there. 
Every time I've ever fallen, he's picked me up. Yesterday was 15 years that he picked me up. My, my anniversary was yesterday that I gave him my life. Oh, he's been so faithful. He'll never let you down. Trust him, child of God. If you don't believe in him, if you're here this morning, you've never been saved. You need to be saved today. Brother Paul, you come. We're going to prepare for an invitation. I want you to stand this morning.